millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We're here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm here with Krusty. Hey everyone. Kenny's not here today, busy doing other things, but we've got a very special show today. A Hell in a Cell 2022 review podcast. Um, we'll go through every match in detail and the big news coming out of it as well. Um, so I think there's only really one place to start, isn't there? And that is the main event and the injury, the big injury to Cody Rhodes coming out of it. Well, he was injured Ow. before it. Um, so first of all, before we actually get into the, the match itself, let's talk about the injury. Um, so what were your thoughts when you first saw him take that jacket off? Um, I mean, the... I I knew he had a peg tear before coming into this. And I, I've seen people with peg tears, so I know they can be bad. But I thought if they're letting him wrestle, maybe he's going to have a little, like, small bruise with sort of bandage, the, the straps they use to hold him together. But when he took that coat off, wow, that that is a serious tear, an injury. Mm. And I thought, how on earth... I was thinking, how is he even going to like grab, like raise his arm? Never mind wrestle with an injury yeah. like that. And this just straight away, I had such a big respect for Cody Rhodes. I did anyway, but that shows how much he's into this and how much he wants to. Impress. He didn't want to let the fans down. He didn't want to let the company down. He didn't want to let Seth Rollins down. It's, you know, when you look incredible. at all of it like that, and you know, it also. I mean, Vince after that must be like, wow. Like, if he wasn't going to be WWE champion already, surely now when he comes back, it's a guarantee. Because... I mean, we would we be talking about the match, but some of the stuff he 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 wrestled better than a lot of people wrestle without an injury. Yeah, yeah, and the storytelling was amazing, and we'll come to that in a minute. But because it helped the match in some ways because of the injury as well. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. But so. The rumour is that, well, it's not rumour, it's sort of speculated that that kind of injury, sometimes it can be like three, four months, but it can be up to sort of six. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. If it's bad. I remember Triple H got it and he had it, he had a very similar sort of look um, yeah. and he was out for like six months or something. Um, this was only a couple of years ago. I mean, Cody's a bit younger and maybe in better shape than Triple H is at the moment, but still, um, it's something that could, 
keep him out for a while. I thought he was the shoe-in to win Money in the Bank next month, which definitely opens that up. Who's going to win that? I think this is going to change WWE's plans massively. It, it probably is. Um, but if he can return, I mean, I'm gutted if he isn't at Clash at the Castle because I was really looking forward to seeing him. Obviously, we're going to that show. That would be a shame. That's three months away. I think, I think we're going to get... I think we're going to get Cody carrying on with promos, keeping himself relevant. Maybe not every week, but if you look at Roman, how often is he wrestling? Like, (laughs) hardly ever. Someone who's as over as Cody Rhodes should be on the microphone. Hopefully. Hopefully I'd like to see that. Um, But yeah, I, I would speculate. I mean, the Royal Rumble is... Six months away. Royal Rumble would be a perfect return and a win. Uh, seven months away. Um, if he he he'll surely be back for the Royal Rumble. I mean, yes. it's it's almost like it's written that he got this injury and he comes back and wins the Royal Rumble. Like, yeah, wins the Royal feels... Rumble, wins his WrestleMania moment, and wins at WrestleMania. So yeah, I mean, it's really really sad because he's been brilliant since he came back to WWE and they've handled him really well, booked him strong. Um, but I have no doubt he is going to come back just as good, if not better than before. Um, but yeah, mad respect for, for putting that performance in last night. I have to say as well, mad respect to Seth, because you could see a lot of the time he was looking after Cody there, protecting him, looking, you know, checking he was okay and he hadn't made it worse. Um, but yeah, so Seth was brilliant as well. Um, and you know, I've seen... I've listened to a couple of other podcasts there. I've seen, you know, read some stuff online and a lot of people, you know, criticizing WWE for even letting him go out there. He did do a promo after the show went off the air and he told the crowd, this is solely my idea. No one was like, you've got to do this main event. They could have replaced him. They could have they had other suggestions. They allowed him to. Um, so, yeah. I, I, do you think they should have allowed him to go out there and wrestle? Because it's, the problem is it sets a precedent of, if other wrestlers have similar injuries, they're going to want to do it. Um, I guess they'd have weighed up the risk of further injury and how bad it can get. Because if you have a head injury, that's it. You can't yeah. compete because the things can get so bad. Mm. I guess if the muscle's already torn. That's, I, the, I saw a lot the, of that online. Yeah. People saying, well, look, it, the injury can't be anywhere. It's going to be painful when he It's already up, torn off. He has and to it's already it torn off. On. It can't it's, really get worse. Yeah. So he might as well. Um, if he I'm sure to. it can, but if <laughs> if you're careful, I don't know how he did it. He must have been on some serious painkillers. He must have been, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, it's I feel like it's not up to us to care no. like about that really. Like, well, we care, but like, it's not up to us to make that decision. Cody wanted to do it. WWE were fine with him doing it. And if it if the match had gone disastrously, I'd have been like, there's no way they should have sent him out there. No, definitely. But they but put it went on, amazing. Yeah, a fantastic match, which we'll get into now. I still um, don't understand how they did it. I honestly thought it was going to be five minute job. Whichever way the result went, I thought someone was going to get hit with a weapon or something. And that was it, done, or a very quick finisher. But they went time. What was it, about 25 minutes? Well, I knew, well, yeah, because on, on the network, you can tell a lot. Obviously, we don't watch live in the UK. We watch in the morning. So I could tell there was quite a lot of the show left. And I was shocked. And I was thinking, right, are we going to get a five-minute match and then someone else come out and challenge Seth or something? Like, Seth beats him in five minutes because Cody's so hurt. 
and then someone returns or someone big comes out that you're not expecting and then they have a match. That's what I thought. Well, I predicted happen. Seth to win this, not because of this, but I was when I heard he was injured, I was thinking there's a guarantee now that Seth's yeah. gonna win. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't happen, obviously. No, but, Cody Rhodes yeah. won this match and convincingly as well. Yeah, I mean, um, I've seen some criticism actually from that point of view saying, you know, not only has Seth lost three times, but he left to someone who was clearly like injured. But to me... You know my views on that. I'm not yeah. too happy that he's lost three times in a row and he's lost two hell of a cells in a row as well. And God knows how many feuds he's lost now. Mm. He he can't lose anymore. He even needs to turn now. Well, I've, I've seen a lot of people today. I was listening to like I said, a podcast this morning reviewing this. Um, and a lot of people were saying, talking about money in the bank, now Cody's injured. They're saying, do you think Seth is going to get his redemption by winning money in the bank? Because he that seems be like awful. one of the obvious choices at the moment. There aren't too many He's people. someone you could put the title on to carry it as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, could... I think him or Kevin Owens are the best shouts, honestly. And something um, that would be awesome as well, it's just come to me, talking about your Royal Rumble idea. Seth wins the belt. Yes, uh, Cody then goes this. to WrestleMania to and they do. Uh, yeah. to have that fourth match, and Seth's like, "I'm I'm a better man now. You've been out of the yeah. game. It'd be incredible." And I wouldn't mind Seth then dropping the title to Cody Rhodes. It's written. It's done. That, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I, I know people say, "What totally Cody Seth again?" But honestly, it's, but it's, it's in eight months. It's in like time, eight months nine time, months. and the story yeah. makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they so can... I, I would love it. I would love Seth to cash in. And and also, you get the Seth Roman story properly as well, because yeah. Seth will cash in on Roman, right? Yeah. So, honestly, I think it's a great idea. Um, yeah, you could have Seth cash in on Roman. You could then have him defend and beat Roman to make him actually solidify him as a decent champ. champ yeah. Champ. <laughs> yeah, I um, think it's a great idea. Oh, and there's and no, do no it, obvious Do it at Clash at the Castle as well. It'd be SummerSlam, it'd be SummerSlam, but imagine if it was a clash of the castle. It'd be incredible. Um, but so, yeah. when we Crazy actually let's talk about the actual sort of spots yeah, yeah, in the match let's... itself and the storytelling. So for me, I'm going to say it already. This is, I mean, I said to you earlier, this might be my match of the year because of the circumstances of the injury. The storytelling in it was incredible. The wrestling itself was really, really good. And to be honest, all three of their matches have been amazing. So it's yeah. hard to pick the best one, but I think this might be the one that people remember the most because of the injury. Oh, and yeah, the fact definitely. it's in Hell in a Cell and everything like that. But I thought this was absolutely incredible from start to finish. So obviously at the start, Seth comes out, he's got his jacket thing on, he takes it off and he's dressed in the polka dots like Dusty Rhodes. For a start, brilliant mind games, brilliant, brilliant thing to come out with. Cody comes down, takes his jacket off, and you see the, the purple, and the crowd are gobsmacked. And for a while, for the first sort of few minutes of the match, it felt like they were a little bit uncomfortable watching it because they were worried about something happening. I was, for the first for the first five minutes, I was really sort of wincing when he was going You could see near. the crowd. The crowd like... went quiet when that. They were like, oh, and then like they didn't, they didn't know how to react to it. Because you've not seen anything like that before. That's the thing. It's not like... we actually care care for the wrestler as well, which is nice. Um... <laughs> and, and and straight away as well, Seth was hitting him with kendo sticks, like on digging it arm, into yeah, him, digging it, it into it's him. Amazing how they worked that. How they worked that in. And the thing is, you can't 
that can't not be painful. No. <laughs> I know I did see him hold the kendo sticks back though. It wasn't mm. the normal strikes that they do. No. He was pulling it, but that, of course he should. Um, yeah. I agree. The, the storytelling around it was brilliant. You had the part where Seth put on Cody's jacket yep. and then got his weight belt out like Cody has uh, with Visionary on it and then started whipping in with it. I mean, it's just yeah, incredibly heel behaviour. Brilliant um, stuff from Seth. His character work was amazing in this match. The storytelling the, uh, and... There was a lot of tributes to Dusty in it with the gear and the belt and everything. And the, the cowbell thing that they did as well. But I thought that was really cool. Um, something you don't see very often. Something that Cody would have done in AEW, that was. That, that's what I felt like. I was yeah. like, this is what he's Cody bringing would have a done bit of his, well, He's bringing that to WWE, isn't it? Yeah. Which is, I think it's made this so fascinating. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to be honest, Cody wrestling with this injury is very AEW, isn't it? It's very Cody Rhodes as well because he's done very this kind Cody of thing before, Rhodes, but, yeah. where he did that. You know, when he went through the flaming table and then he was just carrying on with the burn burns yeah. on his back. Although that was stupid. That was <laughs> it was a stupid spot. <laughs> but, um, it's it's very Cody. Um, well, speaking of tables, Seth buckle bombed Cody through the table. Yeah, didn't they he? both went yeah. through the table, didn't they? At one point, Seth that was a splash, and then yeah, buckle bomb through a table. And I was like, but you can see again, Seth was looking after maybe in that spot. It wasn't. Yeah. It was so controlled. Just him. Um, I loved it as well. All the Triple H stuff in this match, yeah, um, and the callbacks to the throne and the smashing with a sledgehammer. <sighs> as soon as the sledgehammer come out, I was like, "Here we go." For people this like us like who know why they're doing it, it yeah. is just for 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 filthy marks like us. <laughs> um, yeah, you I mean you had the the pedigrees, uh, as you said, the sledgehammer. That's the first time Cody's actually hit one. It's cool as you hit it, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I love how every match does something different. I'm not getting bored of the matches. I was just getting aggravated with the results. Yeah. That, that was think, my problem. I still think you're right in the fact that Seth should have won the second one. He should have won it. I it doesn't make any sense. He's there was nothing to he, that. He should have won that. He should have, I, I, no one would have cared if he won that. No. Um, like, no one would have gone, oh, my God. Well, there would have been a few people saying it, but they just ignore them. Like, it would not have done Cody any harm, honestly. Um and how many crossroads did we have? Like four Loads. overall? Uh, obviously, <laughs> Seth hit one. Um, yeah. Cody, awesome. I think, hit three. But yeah, like straight away as well. He did a Cody cut, oh, like off the rope in the, in the first 30 yeah. seconds. And I was just like, holy shit, he's just wrestling. I think that's like almost like showing the crowd, look at, I can do this. Look at me. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, um, incredible stuff. Boy, honestly. Um, made me laugh a bit when the crowd chanted, thank you, Seth. Um, when he got the table out, and I was yeah, like, yeah, because they all wanted tables, didn't they? They, they were chanting at an earlier match, uh, the, Baron yeah. Cor- the Corbin match. And then Seth got one out here and they were cheering. I was like, he's, been, he's trying to put Cody Rhodes in, who's injured <laughs> for a table. And you were like, thank you, Seth. <laughs> well, it, was, it was quite funny from the crowd. Um, but yeah, just such a cool main event. Um, I'm probably missing some spots out, but it was so good. Well, you mentioned Seth going for a table where basically Cody moved off the table, didn't he? And he frog splashed himself. Yeah. Seth frog splashed through the table. It, it was an awesome match. It didn't have any of the savagery, like launching into the cage and things. I was going to say, they didn't use the cell too much. I think it would have um, happened, but you can't really throw a guy with a torn peg out the yeah. ring. I did read oh, some stuff earlier far, about some it? spots had to be changed, obviously. Apparently he was planning to do a big moonsault that Cody does do sometimes he can't he couldn't do that move so there was some stuff obviously that Cody probably wanted to do that he couldn't do I didn't notice didn't really notice this is just me being really 
Yeah, it, honestly, yeah. it wasn't. Cody, there was some. It was great in the sense of storytelling because obviously, in between move moves, Cody was wincing, and it was like sometimes they play these injury angles into matches. Um, Ali did it a lot in the previous match, um, but Cody was legit injured, and and it really played into the story of the match. Um, and it didn't affect the pacing too much. There were little bits where they were like resting, but it wasn't. There wasn't periods where like oh it's a really long rest hold in the middle of the ring because I think then the match would have would have been a bit more boring and it would have affect the injury would have affected the match in a negative way but I actually think it affected it in a positive way in quite in it was quite remarkable honestly I don't know how how they done it and I, I can't see many wrestlers being able to do that and make no, it I, work. You know I thought it previously the, the previous two matches anyway but I honestly think these are the top two of the top very top wrestlers in the world for, for various different reasons. Oh, 100%. Um, I think Cody's proved in his AEW run and in his WWE run, like just how good he is. Um, and I think Seth Rollins now, he hasn't had a bad match since that Hell in a Cell match against Bray Wyatt. Like and it was, was as the, if he took it personally. That was the booking, wasn't it? Yeah, Not yeah. The match, and that was the so. booking. It wasn't him, but it's like he took it personally. He's like, I'm never having a bad match. I was again. half expected Bray Wyatt to like come out of a pile of chairs in the middle of this. There were rumours of Bray Wyatt turning up at this show in the build-up as well. And no, no one from like, you know, no one reliable. It was fan speculation that Bray Wyatt may come tonight. Especially from recharge if, wrestling. Especially imagine if Seth had had like a, if it had been like a five-minute match because Cody couldn't do the match and then they brought yeah. Bray Wyatt out. Like, that would have been mental. Um, but yeah, um, that, would, that would be cool if he does come back, but I'm glad he didn't in this spot because I feel like this was all about Seth. This was all about Cody and Seth, yeah, definitely. And we we had the end. The end part was just two two crossroads from Cody, and then he managed to get the sledgehammer and smash Seth in the head. I, I love that he he hit two crossroads. He went to a third, but he was like, no, no the sledgehammer. sledgehammer, and he hits him across the head, wins. And yeah, I love the extra emotion at the end. He was kissing the mat. Um, you know, he just looked so emotional, which he would do after. An amazing performance, but also the fact he's not. This might be his last match for a fair while. Yeah, yeah. You know, after coming back to WWE, and honestly, he's not he's not really missed yet. He's been no so so good. Incredible. Um, mad respect for both men, and like I say, this might be my even though I don't think it was the best technical. Don't even think it was the best technical match of the night, which we'll get to in a minute. For me, it's my favorite match maybe of the year so far. I loved it. It was fantastic. Really was fantastic. And. um I think we should go to the start of the card. I was going to say, unless you've got anything else, let's go on to another high point of the this show. This was probably my, my match of the night, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I think technically it was a better wrestling match. But I think the story Cody and the emotion... Seth, it would be so cheap for me to say my match of the night was a Seth Rollins match. Yeah, because I is. say it every time. So I'm going to go for this one. Um, Bianca versus Oscar and Becky. Uh, triple threat. This didn't stop. That you mentioned about the pace slowing. This did not slow down. No. And sometimes these triple threat matches are a bit rubbish because you have two in the ring, one's on the outside, peering like over the map for it, ten it. minutes while they have a fight. That didn't happen in this match. Or not that I noticed. No, there was a couple of times at the start where Asuka was in the ring. It was one on one between Becky and Bianca, and Asuka was on the outside. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Taken it wasn't away obvious, from the match. was no. it? It was so impressive. These these superstars have worked so hard, I think, in the sort of um, build-up to this. Um, just little things, like there was an awesome spot where 
Oscar stepped off Bianca's back, uh, jumped into Becky in the corner. Yeah. Just just so cool. Um, we did see that in another match recently and it didn't go too well, but this was fantastic. Um, yeah. Everything just fl- was fluid and worked. Um, and the, the guys trying, the girls, I should say, trying different moves, like Becky doing a leg drop off the top rope felt special because she doesn't do too much of the high flying. Um, I thought all three were absolutely brilliant. There was no weak link. No, and I think I, I said to you earlier when we were sort of messaging about the, the matches and stuff, and I think these three at the moment are the three sort of best women they've got available in WWE, with, especially with Sasha and Charlotte both being missing. They needed a women's match like this, I think. I know Ronda and Raquel had a good one on SmackDown, but a lot of the women's wrestling hasn't been given that much time, hasn't been put that strong. To be fair, Belair's had bangers on pay-per-view um, every time. Yeah. But in terms of uh, a women's match for show, right, this is how this is how it's done. And I think the other women later on will get to the mixed tag team. I think they they showed some quality as well. Yeah, brilliant. And were given and were given focus as well. I didn't feel like it was all about the men. Here, this was a fantastic showing for the women's division. Becky's just like as the, the I think the reason the match worked so well is the different styles. Becky yeah. is like a ring general. Like she just has a bit of everything and she's got that star power, that charisma as well. Belair's power, athleticism, yeah. everything you want. And then Asuka, just as a technical wrestler. Her strikes as well. Her strikes, her submissions, the smoothness and transition. So good, aren't they? Um, I, I mean, I said it the other day, I think she's, you know, probably the best women's wrestler in the world right now. And I think she showed it in this match again. I thought she was incredible. Some of those strikes and stuff, the speed of it, the, the way, the she, way did- she sells them. A lot of people can't sell strikes, it's obvious, but she's so fast um, mm. and it makes it look so good. Um, I mean, this match had everything, didn't it? It had submissions, it had reversals, it had the power, it had the striking. Yeah. Um, and it's got the charisma around it as well, like you say. Um, and there are also different characters. You've got Oscar, who's a bit wild, Bianca, who's just like the EST, isn't she? She's the best at everything. And then Big Time Bex, who's just an amazing character uh, in general. Um, I like the fact that they sort of incorporated moves onto all between all three of them as well, like Bianca hitting her signature backflip where she hit Oscar and Becky at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. it didn't look rubbish. Um, sometimes when they that climb double like, ankle two lock people as well. on people's backs and things. There was a double yeah. ankle lock. Like, I've not seen that before. There was loads yeah. of stuff like that where it was but all of the people involved. Like you said, it wasn't just singles match one person goes out singles match, one person goes out. There was a bit yeah. of that at the start, but it wasn't the whole match at all. It was really, really good. And there was a lot of finishes and things like that. that was Believable um, breakups of pins as well. Yeah, and not, really well timed. Not the ref pulling his pin or anything like mm. that. It was so well timed. I, I can't criticise this match at all. No, it was absolutely phenomenal. The theme as well, I thought all the matches actually had really good finishes, clean, proper, nice finishes on this show, which is a, is yeah. good as well. And I really like the finish because Becky hits the manhandle slam on Asuka. Yeah. And looks like Becky's going to win, but Be- Belair just whips about the ring and steals the pin. And I yeah. love the fact she stole the pin from Becky because that's going to really yeah. add fire to Becky's character. It's um, too cliche as well to have Bianca win now from overcoming the odds and being powerful. Yeah, it's great to have her sneak a win, like you say, over Becky, who is the one who always does this. Mm. Um, where do you think we go from here? Well, yeah, I mean, 
I don't think Asuka's getting another title match because she's taking the pins here. They could revisit Belair and Becky again because Becky might have a case. Um, they might drag it out till Money in the Bank. Um, but you could, based on you know what we've seen, the booking-wise on Raw, the women, I think you've got a couple of other top contenders. Rhea, Alexa in particular, those two, I think, um, could be next for Belair. Where Asuka goes from here, I don't know. But as long as she's kept on TV and having good matches, I'm After that, that, you can't not have her in no, the top. No, you've got to have her featured and have her coming around the top, even if she's not... I've said it before, Oscar going away was the best thing for me because I was quite bored mm. of her character. And I don't think her wrestling was quite there. But now you can really see she wants it. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's just who she's in the ring with now, maybe. That, but she has looked so impressive since she's come back. Yeah, I can't remember who she had a feud with before she left, but I just wasn't that into it. But I really enjoyed her in this match. So yeah, I think she wasn't really feuding with anyone. I think she was just kind of floating around, and that was probably part of the problem. That's like, sometimes the issue, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, excellent match. Excellent, really, really good. Um, and then we the second match of the night, probably probably the least good match in all honesty between. Um, it was the handicap match, MVP and uh, Omos versus Bobby Lashley. Loved the diss track from MVP before. That was really cool. Um, the rap. Uh, that was awesome. And you got a bit of a clue as to what was going to happen in the match as well with a little backstage segment where Cedric Alexander was trying to reunite the Hurt Business yet again, um, which backfired on MVP and Omos during the match. Um, and that kind of gave it away. I think this was pretty obvious, bit. actually, wasn't it? When he yeah, said, yeah. I, I kind once of wish happens. MVP didn't say that. Um, well, once it happened as well, because I had Lashley, so did you, didn't you? On our predictions league, no, I didn't. I had Omos and MVP. Oh, sorry, you had Omos. So oh, sorry, I was yeah, no, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, so you had Omos and MVP, and so did I. Yeah, and as soon as I saw that segment, I was like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> they're definitely losing because Cedric's going to get involved and costing the match, and that's exactly what happened. Um, the match was okay. I thought Omos has look, looked all right in this match. I liked the the barricade spot, the shoulder yeah. tackle. That barricade really needs reinforcing. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's been broken. I don't know how many times. <laughs> and uh, Lashley got in on nine after that, um, but there wasn't a lot else to it really. Um, it ended no. up being with Cedric jumping in the ring. Um, Omos took him out, but that then led to. A spear by Lashley, MVP was in the ring, and then he got the hurt lock on and tapped out, which was, when you think about it, the predictable outcome with MVP. Yeah, we overthought that one, didn't we, and thought it was going to carry on. Yeah, and the feud may well carry on um, because Omos didn't lose, MVP did, but I personally would like to see Bobby Lashley move on. And, and, And I think a notable thing actually from the match was his celebration afterwards. So he started doing the belt thing that people do, um, and he was celebrating. The crowd were really into him, by the way. Um, really chanting Lashley's name. Oh, yeah, the really crowd into are really him. into Lashley, aren't they? And there was a guy with a WWE title like near the front or second row. And Lashley took it and held it up in the air, walked around with it for a bit and passed it back to him. Um, and I just think that's a hint to maybe we're going to get Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns soon. That could uh, be quite cool. It's something I don't know if... I mean, I'm sure we've had that feud before. I don't remember not, it. Not in this form. Not Roman as the tribal chief and not no. Lashley as a baby face. Um, and I just had a thought of a bit of fantasy booking. What if you did a baby face version of the Hurt Business versus the Bloodline? 
So you get Cedric in there and then Shelton Benjamin when he returns, because he's out injured at the moment. I don't know what, what his time frame is, but if he's back soon, and then you could do Cedric and Shelton versus the Usos and, and Lashley versus Roman as a feud. I think it'd be really Sounds good. great, but I honestly think, unfortunately, I think Cedric might be just sort of in the background now, not doing too much. No, no, true. Um, you're probably right, right. but I Who just knows? had a thought of how do you even the odds up? Because if Lashley, I do think we may well get Lashley versus Roman next. I think you've got Lashley in his, he's big and strong enough that he can take on. Yeah, he can odds. just take out the Usos on his own, can't he? Yeah, I think that's the sort of way they make him look really strong. Uh, yeah. I always used to criticise the, the Hurt business interfering in his matches because I was like, he's supposed to be this yeah. massive, strong ex-champion that then can't can't win a match on his own, which Roman had it at one point when the Usos were constantly getting involved. They've stopped doing it now. It's more Roman getting yeah. involved in their matches, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, Roman's not having matches at the moment, which is a, a big problem in itself with him having both the belts. He's got a Brock Lesnar schedule and he's got both titles. He has. He took his title so. and his schedule, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's a bit of a problem to be honest, but that's for, that's for another podcast when we talk about maybe the weekly stuff. Yeah. Um, later on in the week, we'll, we'll cover stuff like that. Um, back to the pay-per-view itself. The next match was Ezekiel and Kevin Owens. Um, this was a pretty good match. It was something that could maybe have happened on Raw, but um, yeah, it was it was solid. I, I love watching Kevin Owens wrestle, and I'm glad Kevin Owens won because... He, again, a bit like Seth, has lost a lot of matches. He has, yeah. Um, and I feel like even though Ezekiel could have tricked him and done something weird to win, I think KO winning clean is the right move, to be honest. Um, I enjoyed the Zeke chance by the crowd. Yeah. And, K- and KO was getting very frustrated at what, some point, nearly losing his head, calling him, saying, you're not Ezekiel, you're Elias, and, and, and kind of losing it in the plot. But um, yeah, some good wrestling. I thought Ezekiel delivered in the ring to what he can do as well i thought he showed himself pretty well because he's not known as a ring worker is he really no he did look pretty good to be fair he was flying around a little bit yeah um unfortunately i just wasn't that interested in this feud which didn't really (laughs) it didn't entice me too much yeah Um, he had some comedy bits but the in-ring stuff wasn't wasn't that interested if i'm honest with you but obviously we get ko taking the win as you say which is good and hopefully it's just interesting to, yeah. to see where this goes because he didn't prove anything about Ezekiel being a liar so to me this storyline is probably going to continue because there's nothing I did see a really funny suggestion actually online earlier that someone put and I thought it was a bit of genius but I don't know whether WWE would do it is you could do an I quit style match but instead of saying I quit they have to <laughs> he has to say he's a liar or Kevin has to admit it's Ezekiel that would be um, good, but I just can't see. I, th- I think it would be a really good idea, um, but I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, but yeah, KO was great in this match. It's great. Um, showed his agility. Moonsaults, sentons, all sorts flying around the ring at times. It just amazes me every time I watch him because um, he doesn't look like he should be able to do that, but he's so good. Um, and yeah, he won in the end with a, a super kick off the top right, cannonball, and then the stunner to win. Um, which is always stunner. Is always great. Really solid match. Um, yeah, and like I say, I don't know where it's going to go next. What I do know is about next is what's next is Judgment Day versus Bullet Club. I've heard them referred to um, Bullet Club. Bullet Club. 
but live club yeah because it's bullet club but with live in it uh, yeah. that's not their official name um what did you make of of that i one? thought this was good real good fast-paced match live and rear when they get in the ring are yeah. magic they are fantastic well, that's what i was together. talking about when i said about the women showing earlier i thought Rhea in particular was my MVP in this match because she even got involved with the men, like stopping them doing yeah. things, breaking up stuff. Well, and that's how the finish came well. around, didn't it? Yeah, and her outfit as well. Like she looked so different and so cool. The matching ring gear with Priest and Edge. Yeah, showed off her tattoos, which I've never seen. Yeah, her I, I thought before. she looked really so cool. so cool actually. Um, a nice change. And I really liked the matching, the way they matched together, their entrance coming out, and that, and the way they celebrating at the end I just think they look such a cool group now and it's getting better and better the match itself was pretty good really got AJ got busted open bad at one point he did um, that he was, was flying all over the place wasn't he, he was phenomenal forearm and all over the place yeah yeah definitely one thing I did note as well is when, like it felt like a big match because Edge was in it because we get yeah. these matches a lot we've had you know AJ versus Priest Balor versus Priest Liv versus Rhea but Edge doesn't wrestle on Raw, does he? So him being in the match, when he tagged in, it felt like a big-time pay-per-view match. And there's not that many... WWE doesn't have that many people where they feel like that now. Where, no. Because most people do... Apart from people like Brock Lesnar, John Cena, who aren't there every weekend. Roman anyway. Reigns. Roman Reigns is becoming <laughs> that. Um, there's not too many that you feel like that about. But Edge no. definitely had that vibe about him. Um yeah, really good match, I thought. Um, yeah, I suppose something quite interesting is the fact that Finn took the pin. Yes, um, and we didn't get a turn. Or a, I predicted that Judgment Day would win because there would be either a turn from Balor or a new member joining, but we didn't get either of those things. I wonder if this is a build. So Balor taking the pin, sort yep. of beating him down. Um, almost They could almost play on the fact, because Liv, Liv stood in Balor's way when he was going for the coup de grace. Yes. Um, I wonder whether they'll play on that weakness that he didn't just jump. Yeah. And maybe get into his head. Um, I just want Finn to join as a, as the demon almost. Just be able to bring him out on demand. I just think that's such a cool thing to do. Um, but whatever, I really enjoyed this. Edge gets the spear when Finn misses the coup de grace. And that, that was a cool spot. I did really enjoy that. Um, yeah, that was that was a really cool uh, finish to the match. But yeah, I was just a little bit surprised that I wasn't disappointed because, like I say, every match on this card pretty much had a clean finish, and I like that. Yeah, on pay per views especially, um, I wouldn't have minded here if they had brought someone in or there's a turn that would have been fine. But a, a clean finish, I'm never going to complain about a, a finisher and a pin because um, we moan at WWE that they don't do it. So when they do do it, I'm all for it. And um, like you say, Rhea as well kind of stopped Finn. I, like I say, I think she was the MVP in this match. I thought she was, she looked awesome throughout it. Um, but yeah, fun match. Um, and I feel like there's still more to come from this feud, whether it's Balor turning, whether it's someone else joining, whether it's, you could even make it a four on four down the line. Like you'd have someone join both sides. Um, but yeah, really good stuff, I think. Um Next up, we had Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. Now, we'll talk about SmackDown um, when we get to our weekly thing. But Madcap Moss, has he's got a new look about him. No suspenders anymore. It's just yeah. plain trunks. I think he's going, isn't he? They're, they're trying to push him up. The... And 
Yeah, he looks like a star, doesn't he? He looks like a star now, and now I'm starting to think, well, maybe they could push him to the top and smack. Not he's not going to beat Roman Reigns or anything crazy like that, but he can be a top babyface on SmackDown. We do need them to start building new stars, don't they? They have been slowly doing it, and he's been one of the people. Very over with the crowd. He looks great, as you say. He is starting to get over. They're bringing the comedy factor away, and I think the way he ended this match shows he's now a serious. And that, and that's the thing about it because I seen a lot. Of, I saw people complaining because this match was made official on Friday, wasn't it, on SmackDown? It was like, oh, we don't want this feud. No one like, no one cares. I actually think this feud's really good now. Yes, it was yeah. crap when it was the joke Moss character when they were feuding with Drew and they were together. Even at the start of their feud, I wasn't that into it. But since the Corbin um, beatdown where he completely took Moss out and then Moss has come back looking like a badass, the feud's good. And this match yeah. was good as well. And I, I'm glad they made it a um, no-holds-barred match because I think a normal one-on-one match would have been a little bit boring. Yeah. But um, this was good. The great use of the chairs, the steps. Yeah. Um, I think everything. they could have done with a little bit more weaponization. Yeah, well, maybe the crowd ta- chanting, maybe we want table tables involved. all the way through this. And I, I don't, I'll never fully understand wrestling fans' obsession with tables. Um, but because I feels do like, love a table, I love a table spot, but it feels like nothing satisfies them in these type of matches. No, from it tables. has to be a table. Uh, it's just odd to me sometimes. But yeah, it was. Um, I thought it was really good. They used the barricade. They brought around the. They they used the stage as well. They did use quite a lot of um, of different things. Uh, there was a really good choke slam by Corbin into the ring from the apron. Oh, match. I do love that. Yeah, deep six as well. I thought Corbin showed off his move set really well. We didn't obviously get the end of days in, but other than that, he hit a lot of big moves um, without using any weapons. Um, and then obviously we had Corbin's put inside the chair like he did to Madcap. Yes, and then Madcap hit the chair with the steps, which was quite a cool little addition. I thought. Yes, yeah. Corbin obviously used the trophy, but he used the steps, uh, yep. which shows Moss's savage. And I think this is saying to put Corbin out for a little while to maybe rethink his character. I'm not sure. Maybe we're going to get a new Corbin come out. Yeah, I think he could do it. I know Moss obviously changed character, but I think Corbin needs it even more, arguably. Um, because I, just I know he's on SmackDown, but could you imagine if Corbin joined Judgment Day yeah, as like old school Corbin, but not a lone wolf? Hmm. That could be cool. He'd, he'd fit, I think, quite nicely. I doubt it's going to happen, but um, still, it's, 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 I'm wondering what he's going to do now. Um, I wouldn't mind a more gritty Corbin back. Yeah, I, think I, I completely agree. Corbin. I think happy. I don't think the happy Corbin gimmicks worked at all. I, I loved the bit before the initial before. bit, and when he first, the, probably the first three or four weeks. Yeah, when he joined, I agree, it, it was good. But yeah, after that, it got a bit. Yeah, I prefer, I prefer I prefer his old his old. When he joined with Moss, I think unfortunately. I think his wrestling is good when he's in the ring. Like it's just his character sometimes. He does get heat though. Ch- fans are chanting asshole at him, and he, you know he gets. He oh, gets that's what he's there heat. for, isn't he? He's one yeah, of the he, best heels. He can get it. He can he can do it. But um, yeah, I, I want a bit more for him. And then so we'll talk about the final match, and then we'll give our overall thoughts on the show. The final match to talk about was the hometown hero. Mustafa Ali, and I predict it. It's cost me the. It cost me the predictions win going for Ali. Um, oh, did you go for never, Ali? Yeah, they never win in their hometown, do they? I went for it. I don't know why. Against Austin Theory, um, good match. 
and Theory One Clean here. Um, and I think I'll, we'll talk about what we think is going to set up in a minute. So I think that's what's interesting here. Um, but yeah, Ali uh, was bumping around everywhere, flying around. It's good to have that kind of cruiserweight type of vibe. He is a great wrestler. Um, Fury was slowing the pace down, but he did hit a really cool Spanish fly at one point um, from the corner. Really good match. Bit of a, I felt like it sucked a bit of the crowd out at finish, though, um, when he just got pinned. Ali just got pinned because Ali was really over here, in the, obviously, in his home state. Um, which was nice to see because you know he doesn't he gets an okay reaction on normal crowds, but he doesn't he's not like a superstar. Um, but here he felt really really popular. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, there was something. I, what one noteworthy spot was Theory did an awesome move where he like jumped onto the top rope when uh, Ali was in the corner and then did like a backflip. Yeah, that was what I was on about. That was a Spanish fly. Was, was it a Spanish like, fly there? It was pretty much like a yeah. It was. I thought he like mod- bounced off. It was the kind top of a rope. modified version of it. They called it, but they did actually call it a Spanish ah. fly. But I don't think it was exactly the same as the normal ones. Oh, sorry um, for my confusion. Yeah, it reminded me more of um, like the start of John Morrison's finisher, where he like bounces off the ropes. Yeah, but he didn't do like a crazy flip. He just did a flip, which I thought was it, it looked really impressive. Um, yeah. and, and the finish came from when Ali went to the top to do a 450, missed it, and then got hit by the A-Town down. Um, A-Town down. And then he, obviously, he took the selfie afterwards. But what I was looking at here is, because he, he was doing the selfie for ages, he was playing to the crowd, I thought, is someone going to come down here? And by someone, I mean some, someone uh, very particular. Do, no, do, do, do. Yes, because, you know, it's been rumoured for a while that maybe we might see Theory v. Cena. Theory v. Cena feels like a very obvious match to do for various reasons. And Cena has been teasing it like crazy. I mean, I I showed you the clip the other day. He was talking, he was like, who's your favourite superstar in WWE at the moment? He was like, Theory? Like, (laughs) like he's got my eye, I've got my eye on it. And then like, yeah, who who deserves uh, an AA? And he was like, Theory, yeah, he just kept saying theory over it's and over. It's definitely again. happening at some. And then last night he put a picture of the his foot over the United States Championship because he like he'd just taken down the US champion. So I was kind of maybe thinking, yeah, it might, it probably, you're probably right, it would be SummerSlam. But I was thinking if it was going to be at Money in the Bank, you could have set it up here. But... I think what would be cool is if Cena comes out at Money in the Bank. If Theory has a a promo or something, that's what like he did that. last year, didn't he? Didn't he return at Money in the Bank last year? Did he? he I don't, well, maybe I think, I think he so. should anyway. Let's do it again. Yeah. He, set up, he obviously confronted Roman, didn't he, last year? Um, I think it was at Money in the Bank because the match happened at SummerSlam, didn't it? Cena and Roman. Um, but yeah, I, I think that is where we're heading. And, you know, in that sense, it probably made it obvious that Theory was going to retain because I think they're probably going to do it for the United States Championship as well. Well, it'd be cool if Cena actually won it and had a bit of. It would, but then he's not going to be on. I don't think his schedule is going to have. He's going to have it. I'm just wanting these guys to be involved so we can get them in the UK. I I think we'll get something like Vince screwing over Cena and helping Theory or something crazy like that will happen. That could be cool. Yeah, I can see something like that happening. But yeah, I think that's an interesting thing to come out of this i feel a bit bad for ali because i feel like that's i hope they use him clean. I, hope, I hope they carry on using him yeah i hope they carry on using him as well but i i just i went for him because i just thought well he's come back after being a, 
away for ages. Maybe they're going to give him something. And Theory doesn't, Theory's been good with the title, but I feel like if you're doing Theory versus Cena, didn't need it. The no. title necessarily on the line. But the US title really is a Cena thing, isn't it? Yeah, so. it is. It is. So I, I do get it. But at the same time, I kind of thought maybe they're going to, because Ali was in his hometown. I know they normally lose in their hometown, but I had a funny feeling. I just hope they've seen enough from Ali to realise he is an impressive wrestler. Yeah. Good on the mic. So I, think they, I think they know that anyway. I think they like it. That's why they didn't let him go. Um, refused Because they released a lot of people. You know, Tony Storm requested a release and she was gone the next day, pretty much. Whereas Mustafa Ali, they didn't let go. And I think that's because they do, they see the value in him. You know, I think they see that if he went to AEW, he'd be a valuable asset over there. Like he could do something. So I think they know how good he is. It's just they, they've got a lot of people they probably have above him as well. That's the problem. Um, you know, and where does he best fit on the card? Because he is a smaller guy. They don't have the cruiserweight division anymore. They don't, you could put him a tag team, but even then, like, you know, I just, I just don't know what you do with him. Him being in Judgment Day wouldn't even be a bad idea, you know? Yeah, be a bit of a similar gimmick to um, Retribution. <laughs> Yeah, it would. Um, so, overall thoughts on the show? I think, from a wrestling standpoint, it was a cracker. The, yeah. the in-ring wrestling, which, to be honest, at two WWE, of the best matches in WWE all year. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. Um, I, I don't. I mean, you had like the Omos Lashley match was a little bit slower and not quite as good, but it still wasn't a bad match, and it, it sort of progressed a story. Um, but yeah, overall, really enjoyed it, and the fact how it ended with that Hell in a Cell match and how much it meant. If that match had been cancelled, it they would have been oh, a completely been different a story. We'd just been talking about that opening match, and that would have been it. Yeah, it might have still been a good match replacing it, but it would have meant nothing because there wouldn't have been any build, and it wouldn't yeah. have been a title match. It's not like Roman Reigns was going to replace it. Do you know what I mean? It would have been Seth versus somebody else. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they would have had a good match, but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been the same. Wouldn't have meant something, would it? But yeah, the, the way it ended just really solidified a real solid show. Because to be honest, I was a bit worried it wasn't going to be that good because there was no real big match apart from Cody Seth. Um, and a lot of these shows, match. though, WWE ones recently, especially the, sort of the minor shows, they under promise it and then over deliver it. Like the cards, yeah. the builds aren't necessarily that great. You look at the cards and think, oh, it's decent, but it's not. But then the match, some of the matches are bangers. You get like two or three really good matches on, on the show every time, I feel like. Um, we had it at Payback as well. Um, or back, no, I keep yeah, backlash, 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 wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, backlash was very much the same, um, where the matches really outshone what the build was. Sometimes it's the other way around with the big shows. I remember, you know, we were so excited for, say, the Royal Rumble this year. We actually watched the Royal Rumble together and it was. Oh, that was the Brock Shite. crap that made yeah, that. Yeah, it was crap. The, the men's rumble was terrible. Um, so, for example, that that had so much hype and didn't deliver, whereas this didn't have much hype, but I thought it was really delivered. Um, and it's weird as well, only seeing one Hell in the Cell match on, a, on the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. But do you know what? I didn't mind it. So I didn't think that women's match, even though I thought it was going to have Hell in the Cell in the build-up, didn't need it. Um, I think the only match that maybe could have done with the Cell was the, the Lashley-Omos one. Because I think yeah. that would have had, maybe had it been a little bit more Although exciting. you wouldn't have been able to have Cedric come in then. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, I mean, you can, you can find a way, but yeah, it, would have been, it wouldn't have been as easy. Um, 
but yeah, overall, my thoughts on the show are very similar to yours. I thought it was very solid um, for a B, for a B pay per view, and honestly, it's got me excited to watch more tonight. Cody's going to be on there explaining his injury. You've got all the fallout from this because this was a very Raw heavy pay per view as well. There's only one SmackDown match, so it's yep. made me look forward to Raw, and that's the main thing. Definitely, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Judgment Day, the women's title, even Theory. So yeah. Um, We've got an exciting build now. We've got money in the bank and then lead up to SummerSlam. So it's a good yeah. time again. It's, a, it's an excited time for yeah, wrestling. I, I don't think money in the bank is going to be quite as big a deal now. It's been moved from the stadium um, and into an arena. But I love money in the bank ladder matches anyway. And you get loads of qualifiers normally in the build up, you know, and you've got the intrigue of who's going to win it. So, uh, which I think is, makes our predictions very interesting because it's not as predictable when you've got eight people in a match or whatever. Uh, because our predictions are very. Um, you know, it's quite close at the moment. Yeah, it's good. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. So I think that that wraps up Hell in a Cell. Yep. Um, I hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, check out the rest of our content on YouTube. Uh, we've got all sorts going on. GM mode from Keeney on WWE 2K22. Uh, we've recently released a video on the NXT In Your House pay-per-view. Um, is it a pay-per-view? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, special event. But yeah, check check that out as much as well as our other content. Uh, you can follow us at Recharge Wrestle on Twitter. Uh, we're always tweeting out wrestling news. You'll see our prediction league and you can interact with us on there. Please give us a like and subscribe if you haven't already. We really appreciate it. And um, tune in for our podcast, which will probably be released later this week. Um, thanks for listening. Cheers. Goodbye. 